welcome to One Hit Wonderful Coronavirus Edition. I'm your host, Frank Pezenite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve deeper into all those amazing reality shows that unfortunately only had one season. Today, we're going to be going further into the show Mexican Dynasties. Um, but first, we have a little house cleaning, well, a lot of house cleaning, because it's been a month since we've recorded. Um, I have some Twitter. Uh, let's see. The last time we recorded was the 29th of February. So I have a lot. Um, okay. So let me start with, okay. So Gloom Cookie, Heather Johnson, um, tweeted us the article on TMZ about Misha Barton being too boring to return for season two of The Hills, um, which is a bummer because I liked her. I mean, I kind of agree, but I liked her on it. Um, Chris MSC1 replied with crying emojis saying he loved Misha. Me too, Chris. Um, and then Heather, oh no, that was my retweet. Um, and then, do, 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 do. where is, oh, and then Heather also sent us the link, and I retweeted this about Kristen Cavallari confirming that she's going to appear on The Hills New Beginning Season 2. Now, I'm a little curious as to how pushed back all of this filming is going to be. I don't think they've started filming yet, so it may be a long time before we get another season of The Hills, but hopefully soon. Yeah. Um, and Heather said, you'll have to make an exception and cover season two of New Beginnings. Heather, we are. We are committed to the hills. No matter how many seasons they have, we will continue to cover it. Um, we'll, we'll break uh, tradition of the new format and continue to cover it. Um, and then Taylor Anderson, our special guest, um, tweeted us, Lisa T, um, and did another, uh, sent us a little more thing about like her takeoff on gay rights video that she sent us, which was hysterical. And all these people wearing these um, takeoff uh, for gay rights sh shirts that were really funny. Um, nice. Then, ta then Taylor also tweeted us and said, so happy to have Mexican dynasties to binge during the quarantine. You guys continue to slay and are absolutely hilarious. I wish I could watch all episodes with you guys on Skype so we can chat. Me too, Taylor. Aww. And thank you so much for your nice words. Then she also said, oh my God, I just realized you guys should do 100 Days of Summer on Bravo after Gallery Girls. I'm also craving a non-social distancing Chicago summer. I actually watched 100 Days of Summer. I don't know if you did. I didn't. I enjoyed it, but Taylor, I don't know if you know this. Um, it has it sounds a little familiar, bit of, actually. It was just like a bunch of like douche nuggets from Chicago being ridiculous, but one of the guys was <laughs> you just summed up. You just summed up Bravo, by the way. Pretty much. Um, but one of the guys was gay and actually died. Oh. Like, since I can't remember. He had, like, an illness, and so it's kind of a bummer. But um, definitely put it on the list. Um, and then Mallory um, hit us with, and she is, oh, um, at Mallory EC19. Not sure if either of you have discovered this yet, but I think the mystery of Andrea, pretty wild, and Playboy may be solved from Alexis's <gasps> book, which I'm currently reading. And she sent a blurb that I, I thought I retweeted it. I did retweet it. And this is the blurb. My mom moved out to Los Angeles from Chicago to become an actress. She modeled in Japan when she was younger and landed herself in the pages of South American edition of Playboy. She was beautiful and outgoing and the kind of woman that attracted and then it cuts off. So she was in South American Playboy. Uh-huh. Not American Playboy. So. Uh-huh. That's very interesting, though. <laughs> and I thanked her and she said, always happy to help. If I get any more good stuff from this book, I will totally pass it along with the heart emoji. Um, and That's then amazing I info. It's so good. Yeah, thank you, Mallory. And then I retweeted your tweet of um, Alexis uh, recreating her pretty wild phone call. Yeah. See, I love that I miss all this because I'm never on Twitter. But then when I am on Twitter, I always get very excited about one thing. <laughs> like I saw that and I was like, this is an emergency. Um, and I'm remiss for not having sent it to you because before you tweeted it, Heather DM'd us and also sent it and asked if we'd seen it. I feel like I should get into TikTok. Like I don't have a TikTok. You guys weigh in and let me know on Twitter if you think I should open, like start looking at TikTok. Um, it seems like there's a lot of content on it. And then um, I have to make an amends um, to Maddie O'Farrell at Maddie O. Um, she reached out to us um, in the beginning of March with a very nice offer um, 
saying that she was an art designer and grad does graphic design and would love to donate her time to the pod. Um, and Maddie, if you're listening to this, um, I actually had said thank you so much, but Meredith is a designer, but Meredith has said she is so busy that we would love it if you want to donate your time to us. Um, so that would be amazing. And again, I'm so remiss about not responding. Um, it's really hard sometimes for the DMs to people that we're not following sh to show up. Now, that being said, if any of you want to DM us, we're, we won't follow you from the, our, our pod account because we only follow the people from the shows we're on, but you can follow me personally. And I will totally follow you back. I follow back anyone that follows me that's related to the pod. Um, and then we can DM and I'll see them. So please feel free to do that way. And thank you so much, Maddie, for reaching out. Yeah, that's really sweet. And I wish I had more time to design, but I just don't. And it's a tragedy. And now, before you do um, our margarita minute, is that what we're calling it? That is what we called it. And I do have one. Okay, now before you do that, I think we should do a little bit of like, top three shelter in place moments that you've had so far. Okay. So I have three or I mean, whatever. So I will go first to give you time to think of some. Okay. Um, mine are number one. Um, I bought resistance bands to work out with because I was freaking out about the gym. And the very first time I went to use them, I managed to break my bedroom door and whip <laughs> myself in the back. Um, so fun fact, I think I might be into S&M now. So that's the only positive that's come out of it. Um, also, uh, I have been running a lot to, to try to stay healthy and I'm getting very annoyed with the people that aren't social distancing. Um, but it is kind of cathartic to scream at them, which is what I do. I just scream like six feet, six feet, six feet and like wave my arms. Um, I've also <laughs> started singing at the top of my lungs while I run because I don't give a shit. No one's out. And I have to give a mea culpa to Kelly Ben Simone because I have been running down the middle of the street and it is goddamn empowering. Like, I think she had it right all along, y'all. Like, it is amazing. Like, just right down fucking Constitution Avenue, just right down the middle of the street. It's been awesome. And yeah, then my why not? third one is that I am so starved for boy attention in person that I'm thinking about buying a Ouija board online and seeing if I can summon a gay ghost. <laughs> Specifically, a gay sex ghost. <laughs> so those wow. are my top three um, Corona updates for the past two weeks. Those Do you have are ones. Those are surprisingly chipper. Um, funny story though. I already had a resistance band like set that comes in like a little bag because I got it for like a small Christmas gift years ago. And my favorite thing that happens to me is that when I sit and I like loop it around the bottom of my feet to try and do like tricep rows, always smacks me in the face. Like it slips off my feet and it always hits me in the face. <laughs> like oh, they're dangerous. They like, they're are. Good workout, but they're dangerous. Yes. Agreed. Um, I'm not getting my security deposit back now. <laughs> um, what highlights have I had? Um, one highlight was remembering that I hid a giant bag of Halloween candy from myself and my husband because we have no <gasps> self-control. And I picked all the bags of M&Ms out of it and I made M&M cookies because I've decided to relive childhood through baking. Nice. They were delicious. So I've been baking a lot because I bake, I bake when I'm nervous. Um, not, I don't have that many highlights. I mean, Tiger King was a big one, actually. Oh, girl. We may need to do a supplemental podcast just <laughs> on Tiger King. I was going to suggest that. Um, so Frank suggested it to me the day that it was uploaded. And I showed my husband the trailer. And he said, we're starting that immediately. And we watched three episodes back to back the very first night it was uploaded. And then we finished it the next day. Um, I'm sad to report that I have now watched it twice. In its entirety. <laughs> um, I am in a there's a podcast about it, apparently. Well, the, here's the fuck. So, of course, I'm in a Facebook group about it because I'm in a Facebook group about everything. Um, I think sure. if Heather's listening to this, I believe she is in the Facebook group as well. Um, in fact, I know she is. I've seen some of her posts. Um, but according to the Facebook group, the podcast came first. And then when the show became popular, they took the podcast off all the apps and are now releasing it weekly like they did the first time. So I've listened to the first two episodes. I listen to it at night when I'm going to bed because it kind of puts me to sleep because I already know the story. Um, but it's yeah. interesting and there's some stuff in it that didn't make the show. Okay. I might check that out. 
Um, I would say another highlight, and it's funny because I feel like everybody suddenly wants to have video calls. You know, I'm <laughs> like Frank and I were talking about this before we started recording that we're both alone all the time and we self-entertain a lot, but now all of a sudden people want to fill our time. I actually had a delightful happy hour with my coworkers, like, I don't know, over a week ago. So we hadn't even been home that long and everyone was just hanging out and having drinks. And our secretary, who is always kind of quiet and delightful, just let a huge bottle of Jose Cuervo go in front of the camera. <laughs> 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 um, and she was just, you know, getting turned on a Friday afternoon. So oh, I, I was all for it. A little quick hair PSA for everyone. Yes. Um, Stop trying to color your hair at home. People keep sending me messages about it. It's going to cost you a fortune to get it fixed. You're not seeing anybody anyway. If you have to video chat, just wear a hat. Same thing goes for all you men out there. The number of men who've been trying to bribe me to come over and cut their hair, and I don't even, I didn't even bring my stuff home from work, it's cracking me up because the salon's been closed for two weeks. It's only been two weeks. Like, you need to calm the fuck down. You know how long your hair grows in two weeks? An eighth of an inch. An eighth yeah. of an inch. Like, everyone needs to calm down. Just wear a hat, whatever. We'll get through this. We'll get your hair done afterwards. It'll be fine. Yeah. Also, some of us are just wearing a ponytail every day anyway. And that's it. Yeah. I used a, I've used a hair dryer, I think, twice in three weeks. Because who cares? Um, no I've used one a couple times. But, you know, that was laying in bed to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I didn't know you did that. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, to get on with Mexican yes. dynasties, I Let's suppose. do it. So our first Margarita Minute is not a very exciting one, but I did learn things that I was surprised about, especially because I did this before I watched the episode. Okay. So our first Margarita Minute is Fernando Allende, the Ooh. man himself. So Fernando was born in 1952 in Mexico City. Um, his father is Mexican and his mother was Cuban. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And he started out on Spanish language soap operas in the late 60s. And he became sort of a teen idol because he was so handsome. Um, and then he moved to L.A. in the early 80s. And he starred in a TV show called Flamingo Road. And that sounds it, familiar. Yeah, it seemed to be somewhat of a big deal. But I, I didn't ring a bell for me. An American um, TV show or a Mexican TV show? I mean, it's Flamingo Road. It doesn't have a Spanish title, but I'm not sure. Um, but I thought you would also appreciate that he hosted the Spanish language edition of Star Search. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was also in Miami Vice and Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> I watch a lot of Murder, She Wrote. I'm going to have to keep my eye out for him. I meant to write down his character's name. It was only one... It was only one year, so it may have just been a guest appearance, but it was listed. Oh, I'm sure it was just a guest appearance because they, um, oh, I just looked up Flamingo Road. Oh my God, it looks really good. The Lives seems... and Loves of the Residents of Turo, Florida. Um, yeah. You, oh, they had the good, Morgan Fairchild's in it. It's got a really good cast. Yeah, it was kind of a big deal. There are a Mark lot of Harmon? pictures. There are a lot of pictures of him with Morgan Fairchild. Oh, and Fernando Allende, there he is. Yeah. Um, I wonder what the plot was. Nine out of ten on user reviews. Ooh. I'm, um, I may have yeah. to see if I can find this online somewhere and watch it. That was a big deal. Um, so then he also judged a Puerto Rican reality show, and he had his own variety show. He owns a TV studio in Puerto Rico. And he has hosted the Missed World pageant three times, 2007, 2017, and 2018. And isn't that where Jenny met Alan at Miss World? Yeah, she was part of Miss Puerto Rico, right? At Miss World, yeah. I thought so. Was it Miss yeah. World or Miss Universe? I don't know. But well, maybe, and so what years did he do? 2007. Um, 2017 and 2018. So do you think they met in 2007? No, because Alana no. would have been too young. It must just be a coincidence. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. maybe the family just has like a connection to Miss World. Um, so he met his wife in the 80s. And 
I was surprised, and they said it in this episode, that she's Puerto Rican too. I know. I've forgotten that. And I find it interesting that she and Jenny kind of butt heads because they're both Puerto Rican. And that's, I, I got the impression in the first episode that that was kind of why they didn't love Jenny was that she wasn't Mexican like they were. But anyway. No, I think it's just that they want all their sons at home with them with no women. Probably. Um, so then he and um, Mari and the boys, they moved to and lived in Aspen, Colorado for 15 years. Is she said in the show tonight, 19. So this, um, this said 15, but then in 2001, they moved to Puerto Rico for seven. And then she said in the episode, we were in Aspen for whatever, Puerto Rico for seven, and then we've been home in Mexico for four. Yeah. Um, I mean, I told you last week that I think part of the problem with this show continuing is that they all moved back to Mexico to be on the show. Like, none of them live in Mexico full time. Yep. And so Fernando is still out there and thriving and doing his thing, and he is trying to be a painter, which... You know, I guess we get some of later, but I also, I want to screen share because during this episode, I did some like historical research so you could see old photos of Fernando. And I took a lot of screenshots of the episode too, because <laughs> a lot of weird stuff was happening. So hold on, let me show you this weird. Um... Well, speaking of his art, did you notice the art on the walls in tonight's episode? Yes. That's all him. I don't okay. dislike it. Oh, also, while you're pulling this up, I'm going to tell everybody. Um, so, w- again, Bravo is trying to screw us. Since the last time we recorded, they took Mexican dynasties off for free. Like, you can't watch it anywhere for free now. Um, so, we went ahead. And you can buy the whole season for $14.99 on Amazon. $12.99 if you want to do SD. Um, so, unfortunately, it kind of defeated the whole purpose of us picking Mexican dynasties. So, may a couple, we apologize. Can you see this? Oh, I sure can. Is that that's Photoshop to hell? But he looks like a lawn. Yeah. He looks like a lawn. Yeah, I mean, he's a good looking dude. He looks good with the beard. Yeah. So then here's an old picture of him and Mari. Look at what she used to look like. Hold on, I'm going to try and I move this to the wrong spot. There we go. What's under her eyes? You need to post all of these on the Instagram. Okay. Um, too much makeup, I think. Oh. Like I wouldn't like, even I I could I can tell that's him. I would not been able to tell that was her. I know. And then look at this is the same event, but a color photo. And I was like, oh my God, she I actually feel like she was cuter. Yeah. The, is it the nose job, you think? He was or, a very handsome man. Yeah. I think it's also when I watch the episode, she has a lot of fillers like in her cheeks and stuff. And I think she yeah. looked better without it. Agreed. Um, but anyway, I thought that was kind of fun. And, you know, why not enhance our virtual meeting here? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. And definitely put all of those on the, the Instagram. So everyone okay. can share along. Okay. Well, let's get started. Because I actually have a lot of notes. The episode felt long. Um, I do too. And let's start with Fernando and the Japanese toilet. <laughs> yeah, let's start with that. <laughs> Um, so he's sitting on their fancy toilet that has a remote control and Mari is trying to tell him how to use it. And she's instructing him on how to position himself just so, so that the water gets the right spot. The weird thing is that it, and this is going probably a little too deep, but the fact that he doesn't know how to use it would imply that it was put in recently, but the controller made it look like it was a much older model. Because the newer yeah. ones, usually they have like a pad on the wall or whatever. Like, and he was like holding this giant remote thing in his lap. So I know I'm as confused as to why he wouldn't know how to use his own toilet. It's probably been there for a long time, but I, I don't know. Um, so we get the, all this B-roll of, you know, the different family members doing different things as they open the episode. So Nando and Mari are, you know, hanging with their Japanese toilet. Doris is smoking as she talks to her house staff. Now which, I need... Other people out there who watched this the first time to weigh in, I don't remember that scene. I huh. almost feel like it was something that they left in the, the version that you could buy. 
it wasn't aired because I feel like I would have remembered seeing her smoke, especially inside while complaining about the environment and how yeah. you have to use plastic straws. Well, I wrote it down because you just don't normally see someone actually holding a cigarette on camera or taking a drag on camera. That's really rare. And um, inside, no less. I mean, that was the most shocking part. She was in the kitchen. Yeah. Of Old her school. mother's house. Yeah. I'm here for um, it. And then we get Paulina and Oscar in the park. And they are, you know, hula hooping and talking about their dogs and I'm not gonna lie, they grew on me a lot in this episode. Good. And Oscar is wearing men's gladiator sandals, which I just found a delight. Um, and then they talked about how competitive they are, and they do the weirdest Spanish language tongue twister I've ever heard in my life. Not that I've heard any, but it sounded like gibberish. It did sound like gibberish, and I feel like this validates the fact that um, I feel like Spanish-speaking people talk super fast. Yes, they do. And then they talk a little bit about the Allende family party or Doris's welcome home party and how Jenny got mad at, you know, Alon singing, Adon singing, sorry. Their names are way too close together. Um, and then all of a sudden, one of Paulina's dogs runs away. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I share her panic. That actually has happened to me twice in 2020 and it is terrifying and they take off after the dog and they leave their really expensive bags on the park <laughs> so she, they get their dog back and then they immediately panic over leaving their purses which i found yes. really hilarious i also like that oscar accused paulina of specifically taking him to a hula hoop thing because she was better than him at it yeah that is 100 percent the kind of thing i would do to my family Yes, it is. Um, I'm also not very good at hula hooping, or maybe I just don't enjoy it and I've never tried very hard, but... I honestly don't remember if I'm good or not. I don't think I've done it yeah. in probably well over 35 years. Yeah, I don't think we're missing anything. Um, so we spend a lot of time in the penthouse in this episode with Fernando and Mari and the boys, and Chio, my queen, <laughs> she said that they taught her a new word or phrase recently, and it's green juice. Yes. <laughs> and she practices saying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could spend a whole hour talking about Mari's boots. Her boots? Did you not see them? They were so. like thigh high, stiletto, like six inch stiletto black boots, like suede boots. She's just wearing around the house for fun. Huh. They were Maybe amazing. They were absolutely amazing. She was on quite a fashion journey this episode. Yeah. <laughs> she always is. Yeah. Um, and then they are getting champagne ready because Adon is coming home from his audition for La Voz. Is that what was happening? They didn't... La Voz, yes. Yeah. Um, so... I really enjoyed this plot line in this episode. So his parents just really think that he's an angel sent from heaven. And they said that he has the wings to fly. And we got some amazing flashbacks of, I guess, a music video. That oh, girl, if you're ever bored, and we've got a lot of time these days, all of you out there, I highly suggest going on YouTube and looking up Adon's videos because it is a journey. Well, don't worry, because I was just screenshotting on repeat, <laughs> right? <laughs> because he goes from dancing in front of a green screen Eiffel Tower to the London Bridge to the Coliseum. And I was mm -hmm. just, it looks like a bad pizza joint. And I was just all about it. It was it amazing. Most of his videos, if not all of them, are reminiscent of the kind you used to be able to get made in a mall. Yes. Like they have those booths where it's like, you and your friends can karaoke and make a video. And they're all his videos are like that. They're all like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and then in his confessional, he says, what matters to me is how I perceive the world. <laughs> Which I just thought was <laughs> a really funny way to say it. And he kind of pulls it back around. And he says what he means is that like, he just tries to focus on being positive. But I just like that he basically said, it's all about my own perspective. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he wants to be an international superstar. 
Um, my favorite takeaway from this was when Fernando asked him how he looked. Yes. And he yes. said, you look like Michael Jackson just got out of the gym. I don't even know what that means, but it cracked me up. I think it means that you've got Michael Jackson's plastic surgery problem, but you're buff. <laughs> That's what I took it to mean. Okay. Yeah. No, that, there you go. Fernando loved it. Thought it was he amazing. Loved it. <laughs> yeah. Adon can do no wrong. That much is obvious. Um, so then we go to Top Stop Music, and Jenny and Alan are signing with a label. Mm-hmm. And so they said, they talk about how much they've sacrificed to keep doing music and how their kids are in Florida with Jenny's parents. And um, Alan talks about how he couldn't always do his music full time because he just couldn't afford to do that. And he took a job in construction, real estate development to support his family, but he's happy to be getting back to music. Um, and then we see them kind of hang in the studio a little bit, but I don't have any big takeaways about that. Um, my I, big takeaway about that is that during this, Adon had a confessional. And for some reason, he had dyed his hair like this horrible maroony reddish color. It was awful. Huh. Oh, I think I saw that. And I want to talk a little bit about Jenny's confessional hair. The party down the middle? With like super blunt ends. Because mm -hmm. in other scenes, she's got even longer hair than that. And it's layered. Is she... Does she just have a fresh cut in the confessional or is it a wig? I, yeah, I think so. Because a lot of times what they'll do is they don't film these confessionals like while they're filming. They'll film them at a later date. Like we'll have them watch the episode and then they'll, and that's why they always wear the same outfits. So this confessional could have been filmed like way after. Okay. That. So I think she, yeah, she just got her hair cut, I think. It's also so straight and so blunt that it looked fake. Like I, it had, I, I don't believe it is. Like, I think it's real. No, I, I mean, I'm sure it is. It just, like, it was jarring at first. Um, and so Jenny and Alon also, oh, oh, I skipped a note. Um, so in Adon's confessional, you know, Fernando was talking about how Adon has incredible vocal range. He can go from low lows to high oh. highs. <laughs> and we get to see Adon sing part of the American national anthem. It's rough. Oh girl, you ain't seen nothing yet. Just <laughs> wait for upcoming episodes. <laughs> and then I'm living for the housekeepers and the security guy having a confessional. And they say that he behaves like someone much younger. <laughs> oh, I, Fully read in my uh, notes that it's Jesus and Chico for the win. Yeah, they're the, I can never remember. Or Chio, his Chio, not Chico. I always Chio. want to call her Chico, but it's Chio. Yeah, they are incredible. Um, so then Jenny and Alan talk about how they've asked his parents for help. At least, you know, like they know a lot of people and they want to make use of their connections and all that kind of stuff. And the parents have always said no, but that they do it for Adon which is just kind of sad. Um, it is sad. And I feel like if you looked up on Urban Dictionary, the definition of redheaded stepchild, it should just be a picture of Alon. Yeah. Because that's how he's treated. Yeah. It doesn't quite make sense either. Yeah. Like, oh, it makes sense to me because they didn't. So here's the thing. And I hope I'm not like ruining anything because this doesn't come up in this show. I believe. I think I found okay. it out online. Um, Alon didn't listen to them, married Jenny Young, flushed his music career down the toilet as far as they were concerned and ruined the family. Adon also got married very young and had a marriage yeah. that did not last long at all and ended in divorce, which I think his parents were thrilled about and he came back home to mommy and daddy. So oh. he did what they wanted and like left this woman <laughs> and Alan did not. So I think that's why Alan is considered like interesting second class citizen i'm just surprised too because he married a puerto rican girl like his mom and gave them grandbabies i'm surprised they don't hold him slightly higher but i guess that's not how it works but you have to remember that both mari and fernando are all about show business and he yeah. flushed his show business career down the toilet as far as they're concerned 
by choosing yeah. Jenny over the band. And to them, that is the most egregious error you can make. Right. Yeah, no, I get it. So then we go to Raquel's condo and Doris is managing her schedule. And sorry, I just yawned, but it was pretty boring. Um, oh, but my favorite part about this is, did you see Raquel's earrings? I was in love with them. They looked like a Lichtenstein. Yeah, with the woman on them. I did yes, see them. Yes, I loved them. Um, so I also took a screenshot of this because they're showing Doris, like, handling all these busy, busy phone calls. But when they show the phone to her face, it's not the interface for a phone call on any phone. Like, it's white, and it has various pictures on it. It almost looks like she's holding YouTube to her face. I thought the same thing. Yeah, I it looks like the squares of it. Oh, you know what I think it is? Like, my phone, if someone calls me while I'm doing something else on my phone, there's, like, a little bit of a drop-down, and I can answer it and still have what I'm looking at on the screen. Because at first I was thought it was fake. I'm like, maybe they're fake. Me too. Because in another shot, it is black, like a phone call. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it was weird and it was hard not to notice. Um, but Dora says that her mother is worse than a one-year-old child and needs constant attention. And it seems true. I just, to me, I thought it was a funny, cute scene because it reminds me of a lot of people's parents who have like no concept and will literally sit right next to you on a phone call while you're on a phone call. And you're like, the fuck, like, can you not realize that I'm busy right now? Like it just was, a, I thought it was a cute little mother daughter dynamic. Yeah. Um, but then we get another like mother dynamic with Oscar and his mom, Gabriella. And they really, he in particular, like I, I adore him now. And I yeah. And what's the card game she's having a tournament for? Canasta. Canasta. Thank you. Which is um, funny because I don't, they said it's like old Mexican ladies play it. I associate it with old Jewish women. Yeah. I don't know. Like Canasta, I always thought was like an older Jewish woman game, but. Huh. Um, but so him and Paulina are hanging out with their mom who's going to host a Canasta game and invite Raquel because. Um, they know she's grieving her husband and, uh, they only lost their father two years ago. And they think that, you know, um, their mom would be of help to Raquel. And then there was this really funny moment where they're in their confessional. And he said, when you get the families together, there are going to be two things, alcohol and drama. And he flipped <laughs> off the camera and I screenshotted that too, because it was really funny. And I wonder what they did with that on Bravo at the time. I think that you can do middle finger on TV now. Oh, I don't know. I think you can. I'm not positive about that, but I think you can. Um, yeah. I want to talk about the picture of their dad with Gabriella. He looked like Elvis. Yeah. With his gold glasses. I was like, oh, he looked like if Elvis had lived. Yeah. Um, they also talk about how every time their mom used to have parties, they would be asked to perform. And they talk about doing a little show to cheer up Raquel. You know, like... <laughs> She just lost her husband, but they're going to perform a little variety show. And then their housekeepers are at a confessional and they say, sometimes it's weird. <laughs> I, a hundred percent, I wrote in my notes, I want a show about the help. Like Me I too. literally want like a show from the help's perspective instead Me of too. their, like, I think that would be gold. Me too. I think it would be so much funnier. Um, and then we go back to the penthouse and what is Nando doing in the pool? Oh, yoga. Pool yoga. Pool yoga? Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I think he's just, like, doing yoga and meditating and whatever. Okay. I mean, it's it looks... not normal, but I think it's a thing. I wouldn't yeah. do it. <laughs> um, and then we get a scene with Mari and Jenny. And First of all, Jenny... we you to talk about how they're both very brave because once again, coming on camera, makeup lips. Yeah, both of them. Mari's more brave than Jenny. But I, I mean, I have to give her props like for not having a full face of makeup before this happens. And let me tell you guys, when I watched this the first time, it was on Bravo on my old TV. So it was smaller and it was just in high depth. Now, because I bought it on Amazon, it's in... 4K HD, whatever the H, whatever the hell, it does not do them any. Yes, it does not do them any favors. Or oh, HDR, I bet it doesn't. High, the high resolution, like it is, it was a rough. I bet. Um, 
so she called for Jenny because she wants Jenny to help her pick an outfit out for this card game. And I guess you traditionally wear gold to play Canasta? Or was no, no, that no, just no. the theme of the party? <laughs> um, you will get to learn as the show goes on that Oscar has a theme for everything. So his theme okay. for this party was gold. But first I want to talk about the fact, did, did you notice what Mari was drinking and trying to get Jenny to drink? No. Beet juice, which I love oh, thanks yeah. to your husband. Oh, yeah, I did. She said it out loud. Um, yeah, no, Jenny was not having that. So then there's this little vignette of them kind of playing in Mari's closet. And Mari says in her confessional, me and Jenny were two peas in a pod. And then they cut to Jenny's confessional. And she says, Mari's the mother-in-law I always dreaded. (laughs) The editors were killing it with this, with the back and forth between their confessionals. It was so good. Yep. And so that's where Mari says that she's Puerto Rican. And then you see Jenny say that Mari has absolutely no boundaries, that she has a fully nude photo of Fernando that she shows everybody. And (laughs) then they end after picking her outfit with trying to twerk in her closet. And Jenny tells her she looks like she's being electrocuted. She does. I have to say, though, that, like, I liked this little scene because it showed that there is a softer side to their relationship. And even yeah. Jenny said, like, I'm the only one who's not a blood relative who can say these things about her. No one else is allowed to do that. And I would, like, come for them if they did. So it was nice to see that there are light and fun moments between them. And it's not just all, like, batting heads. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Jenny, the whole, I, I live for Jenny. Jenny's my queen. I want to be her when I grow up. Like, she was, <laughs> I just live for her. Like, she was so good at everything. Yeah. So then we go back to Oscars and we see his kids, um, Axel and Anik. Anik. Because I wrote it down phonetically so I could remember, and I wrote O N dash E K K. It's Anik. Anik. Interesting. Um, they're very cute though. And one day we should look up his their YouTube channel. Like I said, the kid is a YouTube. We will. We will. Um. So it comes to light that the kids are afraid of Raquel because when they met her at a wedding years before, she made a comment about how they were adopted and it hurt their feelings and it rubbed them the wrong way and they're afraid of her. Three years ago. Yeah. But they're what? Like they're they're 13. 13. They were 10 when it happened. Yeah. And they tell their kids. Yeah. They tell their dad that, you know, they're afraid of her. But I actually give Oscar a lot of credit in this scene with his kids because he said, well, she's a guest in our home and you will say hello. Yeah. And like kind of tells them that that's just how you behave and that he's like, you know, you're good kids. That's how you do it. And then in his confessional, he talks about how, you know, it's not that they are opposed to adoption. He had considered adoption and thinks that it's wonderful but that his kids have a sense of pride because he was the first gay man to have children via surrogacy and they are as proud of it as he is. And it's just part of their identity and that's why their feelings were hurt. And he is wearing the most incredible military jacket. When he, <laughs> he looks like an extra out of the Patriot. It is bright red with gold buttons and like full decoration on the shoulders. It's oh, epilepsy, amazing. everything. Yes, it's great. Now, I, I was glad that they, because in my notes, I put, how did Raquel not know? And I was really glad that, like, a few minutes later, he basically says the same thing. Like, I've known her my whole life. Like, she was at their baptism. Like, what the fuck? Because yeah. I was confused by that. I'm like, well, huh? Well, and, like, we saw the magazine cover in the first episode of him announcing his yeah. surrogate babies. So and I he think was, Ra- like, known for it. Yeah, and I think Raquel is just kind of, like, up her own ass. Like, I just don't think she notices things, or she doesn't remember anything. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so then we briefly go back to the penthouse, and Fernando is talking to Adon about the contract for La Voz. So I'm, inter- I'm curious kind of what happened. So he got home from his audition, and... I guess he got a contract if he wanted to participate in the contest. Right? So what happened was he went to the auditions that no one sees, like the ones where people wait in line all goddamn day. 
So he made it past the first round and they said, okay, you are now accepted for the blind auditions, which are going to be on TV. Here is a contract. You must sign this contract because if you get picked, this is what happens. Okay. Because then later when he gets into it with Alon, I got confused about something. So Fernando doesn't like the contract and it is 45. Rightfully so. Yeah. So it is 45 pages and it basically says that if he does the show, the show will own 50% of everything he's ever written or has come out of his mouth. Previously Uh, and for the next 10 years. Yes. So he basically said the show will own him for 10 years. And so Adon doesn't love the first reaction and he sits down to read the contract himself. And then he just kind of throws it up in the air like a child. Um, I wrote Adon reading the contract is a mood. Yeah. Like it's just, it's loose pages and he reads it for maybe 30 seconds. Then he just starts scattering the pages. So then back at Oscars, we're there for quite a while. Um, There's a lot happening here. We've got gold outfits. We've got Mari showing up in gold lip gloss, which is so gross. I think it was actually lipstick. Well, I'm with Raquel, even though I didn't love Raquel's makeup because Raquel said it looks like mustard. And so then Oscar mentions to Raquel that his children are afraid of her because of what she said at this wedding. And it's awkward, but I also appreciated him putting it out there. Because mm-hmm. she said, I want to meet your kids. And he said, well, you've met my children. Because she apparently didn't remember meeting them either. Well, but I uh, like what she said because she did. And she goes, no, no, no. She goes, they were little. That was years ago. I think she just meant she wants to see them now that they're older. I will give yeah. her props for that because she did say that. Right. Um, so then he talks about how, he talks more about the surrogacy stuff and how he had his kids in LA um, and that it was his dream come true. And he's wearing metallic gold Adidas. Did you see those? Oh, yeah. I want them. Yeah. I, I don't, I have a hard time with shiny things, but I was really on board with that. Um, and then he goes to get his kids and he makes them come out and say hello. And he said, you know, she knows that she said something that offended you and she's going to say she's sorry, but come say hello like you're supposed to. Um and I noticed that in his bedroom, there's absolutely nothing in there. Or the room where the kids were anyway. Did you notice that? So there's like a mean? bed. There's like a bed and a dresser and nightstands, but there's no sign that anybody lives there. Like there are no oh, framed... I assumed it was the guest room. Yeah, I think they were hanging in the guest room. But like there's yeah. no framed photos or like anything. It almost looks like they're in a hotel room. Well, it was right off of the living room. So like it wasn't far. They didn't have to go far to get to it. So I think it was just like a guest room. Yeah. They were like, wait. Actually, I've seen his bedroom. We see it later. He's got like a master suite, that bathroom. I mean, it's not. Yeah, that was a guest room for sure. Yeah. I think the kids were just like waiting to be on camera. So the children come out and get introduced to all the women. And (laughs) so Paulina introduces her youngest son. And Raquel says, oh. Nico said, Oh, he's the ugly one. And Paulina says, Yes, yes. Like all excited. And I wrote it down because I was like, What? And then she says hello to Axel and Anique and apologizes and gives them hugs. And she said the last thing she would ever want to do is hurt the feelings of a child. (laughs) And then after all this goes down, you see Nico back in this guest room crying because she called him ugly. Ugly. And was Oscar explaining to him that it was like a joke, like a sarcastic, like, because he's the handsome one. And she was like, oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly. And that's exactly what she meant. Because he is a very good looking little kid. Yeah. And she was just joking. And that's why Paulina agreed. But <laughs> the poor kid thought he got called ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have a very awkward conversation about who does their makeup and who wears what. Um, and they ask Raquel how she's doing without her husband. Um, and one of the things that we missed was the montage of Oscar and the kids throughout the years. Um, when he, when he talks about like, when he says all this stuff, like, you know, she was at the baptism, whatever. Um, I could have a full podcast just talking about the mullet that he had when those children were born. Oh my God. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. 
his kids are very pretty though. And they have his eyes, like they have these sparkling blue eyes and like, are they identical or fraternal? They're, they're boy and a girl. They're twins. Twins used to be identical. You have to be the same sex. Oh, okay. It's identical. Oh, okay. What? You're kidding. I don't know. I guess I just never thought about it. They just, I don't know. They look like really, really alike for fraternal twins. Um, well, you know the Olsen twins are fraternal twins. Right. No, I did know that. That's true. But yeah, know. to be identical, you have to be the same sex. You have the same DNA. Yeah, that's right. I know. I just forget. Like, I don't know any twins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Like, I knew one set in college, but they were like a friend of a friend. So I'm not up on my twins' knowledge. Sorry, guys. I need to go back to biology. Well, you've got um, my sister. I didn't know she was a twin. She is a twin. She has nope, a twin brother. <laughs> See, didn't know. I have a twin brother and sister. <laughs> nope, didn't know. <laughs> Who look nothing alike. Like, not even a teeny tiny little bit alike. Yeah, see, they, they're not on my radar. <laughs> even further. <laughs> didn't know. <laughs> um, so then we end this episode with several scenes back at the penthouse. And so the first is a conversation between Adon and Alan about... Lavos and who is an artist and who isn't and who makes money and who doesn't. So what I appreciate about this is that Alan is telling his brother like he and he says in his confessional that his brother is very very talented and shouldn't do this because he doesn't want him to give away his hard work which I thought was very genuine and he also said that he doesn't think his brother needs the voice to succeed. And then they get in this weird fight and Adon says he wants to make Harry Styles music, like indie rock. And which so, yes, I would not call Harry Styles indie rock, but that's just me. Yeah, I don't know that I would either. I don't I'm not good at that game either. I'm probably as bad at music genres as I am at twins. <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um so then they get heated and Adon says, you need to treat me like an adult. And Alan says, well, you're 27 and you live with your parents and you don't have a job. And so that just sets Adon off. And he's like, well, who's made more money as an artist? I've made money. You don't make money. This is my job. And Alan says that he's surprised that <laughs> Adon doesn't also get his ass wiped at home. And Adon's big defense is that he's made $25,000 as an and artist, quote, over the, over the years. Actually, probably before he was 18, because when he was in the band with Alon, he was in his teens. So probably more like 10 years. Right. So in the lifestyle that he's become accustomed, that would last him, what, a week or two? But this is one of those things where he's getting that like all of his vitriol about this from his parents because they value art and artistic endeavors over everything. So the fact that Adon has made $25,000 over the course of his life in their eyes way outshines the fact that Alan is caring for his family of four and entirely supporting them themselves doing real estate. Like, because to them, he didn't follow his dreams. And so it's unacceptable. I mean, they have very oh. fucked up ideals. Yeah, that, it is messed up. And Adon has drank the Kool-Aid and 100% thinks just like them. Yeah. And Adon says, you know, <laughs> just because you're a constructor, don't judge me for being an artist. <laughs> um, I also loved that Alon at one point, because Adon was like, you're being a dick. And Alon was like, oh, yeah, I'm being a dick right now. Like he's, yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm pissed, now I'm being a dick. Right. And then he drops the mic at the end of the conversation. He goes, you got invited to the blind auditions, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, he was basically like, you didn't fucking win the voice. Like, get over yourself. And then Adon has a confessional where he decrees that confidence scares people. Uh, yes. That's when we transition to the patio and the whole family tells Adon not to do the voice. <laughs> well, the whole thing with their fight that was distracting me the most was Alon's black leather baseball hat. And I think I need one. I loved that too. I wrote I it down. I loved it. Oh, you cut out. Kind of, oh, you're back. Go ahead. 
I want one too. They must be kind of sweaty and gross depending on the weather, but I think they look adorable. Well, it'd be really good in the winter. Yeah. Like I, I know. would wear it in the summer, but yeah, like I'm on board. I want one. Yeah. So Nando reviewed the contract again and had the family lawyer look it over and they all agreed <laughs> he shouldn't proceed. And then they hit him with this, like, but we, but we'll stand by you, I guess, if you want to. <laughs> well, and I love and, that Alam was being a good brother and was like, I won't. Yeah. It's a dumb decision. Yeah. Um, and so then Adon, you know, boldly passes and everybody cheers to the fact that he turns down the voice. Um, my two favorite takeaways from this conversation were um, Jenny telling him they had him by the balls because she is my queen. Yep. And I was very distracted by Mari's hay hair. Her hair literally yeah. looks like hay. Like it is problematic. I mean, I yeah. get that like women of a certain age, like if it's really gray and they're coloring it, like the, she needs a Brazilian blowout. She needs to be short. Like she needs a lot. Like she needs a lot of help with that hair. Yeah, it's a lot. And she loves like very pale makeup and a very glossy lip. And like, it's just, it's hard. It's hard. Um, and um, that was the end of the episode. Yeah. And next episode looks fantastic. Uh, next episode, we've got Oscar's birthday S&M themed bash, which is a maze. And yes, then we're going to get some drama between Doris, Adon, and Mari. I'm excited for that too. Um, and speaking of which, um, because we are self-quarantining for the who knows how long future, um, I think that we could come commit to once a week. Yeah, I think, I think I, can, I think I have time to fit it in. Uh, yeah, we'll just do it every weekend. Like, I'm not working, I'm not at the beach, I'm not anywhere. So we can definitely do once a week, guys. So we'll be yep. coming to your coronavirus-free, hopefully, ear holes every week. Yeah, and I think... Um, we want to make sure that all of you are still getting laughs where you can, and I hope everybody's safe and staying home. Oh, and please tweet us with your own funny or interesting, um, coronavirus at home updates. We would love to I know. I hope I get some better ones. Mine weren't very good. <laughs> I really gotta, I'm, I'm gonna raise my quarantine yeah. spirits. <laughs> so I'm sure I'll have a lot more because I am a mess. All right. Well, until next Saturday, then. We'll see you guys in a week. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at OneHitPod. You can email us at franklymarebee at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at HeyIt'sMareBee. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon.